0: I'm back. Let's f-
1: Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll level two.
2: This is Sports Rage. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people at busting with everybody else in between. Uh, throwing it down on a Monday Night Meltdown. Thanks to Paul Bovy for stepping up and in. The New Orleans Saints stepped up and in and win in overtime because the New Orleans Saints are a winning organization and the Los Angeles Chargers are a bunch of losers. Um, there's my analysis of the game. Next, Los Angeles Dodgers lose to the Atlanta Braves, and suddenly the pressure is on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Although uh, these are not uh, five-game series, it's, at least there's a somewhat of a sense of normalcy, as there was actually fans in the stadium. And I don't know if it was just me, but it appeared as if though, um, and it sounded like there was like a lot of Atlanta Brave fans there actually. Yeah, you know, it's easier for Brave fans to go to Texas and. You know the Dodger fan. Dodger fans are hardcore, but they're too busy throwing rocks at cops right now, celebrating the Lakers championship. <laughs> they're too busy spreading COVID uh, through the streets of Los Angeles. Uh, but that's another story. Congratulations to the Lakers, and you know, let uh, Lake Lakers get it done. Uh, LeBron gets it done. It is what it is. Fortunately, we don't have to wait long for the uh, the start of the next uh, NBA season. It's around the corner. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. I'll tell you what. The Tampa Bay Rays—they're a damn good baseball team. That's what I'm gonna tell you. Like they're just so good in a sense that I don't know, man. The Atlanta Braves or the Los Angeles Dodgers—they're gonna have their hands full with this uh, this Rays team. The Rays don't make mistakes. They take care of business. They capitalize when you make mistakes. Uh, they catch everything. They got great pitching. They get clutch hitting. I, mean, I don't know, like what what don't they have? Like, you know, basically, this, this Rays team, they're smoking hot right now, man. They're going to be a load to deal with. But, hey, the Atlanta Braves are also a smoking hot. 6-0 and in the postseason. No panic for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Time for Clayton Kershaw to step up and in, though. Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans are throwing it down because the Tennessee Titans, of course, are cheating scum. And uh, now the Buffalo Bills have to play the Titans and the Chiefs in a span of five days. Pittsburgh Steelers' schedule is all out of whack. And what's the punishment for the Tennessee Titans? Pretty much the same punishment that came for the Houston Astro players. Nothing. So you know what? The moral of the story is cheat, cheat, steal, cheat, and do whatever you can to get ahead, kids. Because uh, you know what? Nice guys finish last and end up having to go and play on the road on a Tuesday night in Nashville, Tennessee. That's what happens if you're nice. Go, no Bill. Circle the wagons. Meet them bastards. More trains, right? I night. Bring it.
3: So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morensi. Rage all you want. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bet it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh,
1: I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes.
2: The sports red's late night continues. I'm Renzi. Throwing it down here on a Monday night uh, meltdown. Um, Thanks to Paul Povey for kicking it uh, with us Monday night uh, football. You know what? It was a pretty successful night of picks, actually. You tune in to Game Time Decisions uh, tonight, then you know. We gave you the Chargers plus the points. We told you to take a seven-point teaser to the over. That was a winner. I gave you the over in the football game. That was a winner. Over three-and-a-half sacks was a winner. Long field goal over 46-and-a-half yards was a winner. Keenan Allen to score a touchdown at plus 155. Uh, was a winner Um, so uh, that's a lot of wins right there Uh, where did it go wrong where did it go wrong Uh, we had Justin Herbert over 265 and a half passing yards and somehow he ends up at 264 the pain look if they get that first down we win that bet it was like it was basically that's what it came down to you get the first down we win the prop bet and the game continues you don't and I can't cry about it being a bad beat because it went to overtime and we still lost, so whatever. It is it is what it is. You know, he threw the pass behind Hill, I believe it was Hill, on the on the play before. I thought we had it there. But what a choke job, another choke job by the Chargers. And, oh, yeah, we jumped in on the Chargers in-game money line at plus 175. That was frustrating. But it was a plus unit day when it's all said and done. Uh, it can always be better, but uh, we were, like we tell you guys, you make $200 a day. Uh, betting on sports, that means you made $72,000 in the year, which, I don't know, especially in his COVID economy, that's a pretty good job. Win $200 a day every day, that's $72,000 a year. George Kurtz steps up. Today. What's going on, Kurtz?
4: Gabe, does it bother you at all? You mentioned the uh, Herbert. Uh, not as far as betting, but why, oh, why, on a fourth down play, is a Herbert throwing before the first down marker, and is any receiver not running a pattern beyond the first down marker? This drives me insane because the Cowboys do it so often, a couple, including a couple of times this yeah, year it's a cowboy that cost group, them yeah. first downs, cost them games here. Right, it drives me insane. I mean, I understand if they're running Lambs back in the done flat. It twice. Okay, he's not going to get to the first down marker.
2: I it's, know off the top right, of my that's head, that's the guy yeah. in the other uh, Ram game. The Rams, right? and then they did it, it again just, uh, in another game. They ran the same uh, play <laughs> it didn't work again. I actually thought in that it's, game. It was two weeks it, ago. I was like, "Why would you run the same play that didn't work with C.D. Lamb earlier in the year again on a fourth down? Like, it doesn't work, guys. Like, it's too like it just shows Callum Moore and just sort of how thick he is." But, oh, uh, you're you're right, Kurt. It's like for the love of God, run to the damn line of scrimmage. They figured, listen, Mike Williams, you know, big dude, you know, you figure he's going to be able to fall forward, uh, for it. It is what it is, but you see it all the time and. There's no way the Chargers should have lost that game, George. You know, you got Drew Brees, who was struggling. You got a 17-point lead. You give up the late touchdown. Then you act as if, though, you got like a 20- or 30-point lead in the second half. You have a 10-point lead with 30 minutes left, and they began to go conservative and nurse it. And they even said, oh, because he nearly threw an interception once, George, on and out. And Greasy even said, oh, you could tell they've gone much more conservative since that near pick. Yeah, he also had three touchdown passes at that time. Like just this mentality of these loser teams, George, that play it safe because they don't want to lose, always lose. Minnesota Vikings, Houston Texans, Chargers, same crap. Like they're better than a one and four football team, George. They should be a three and two team right now. But whatever, they they play to lose.
4: Oh, I agree. I think it was you who tweeted that out that they were playing way too conservative. I mean, leads today in today's game. This this time is not like it was 10 years ago. We are uh, you had a 14-point lead, you were good, game was over. We see teams come back from this all the time. 14, 17, 21 points. The game is built to score and score quickly. So yeah, I thought the Chargers played uh, played soft. You know, trying to milk the clock in the third quarter. That, that's not going to work. I know, I know, Breeze looked terrible for a while, but he figured it out. They figured out the Chargers' defense. They started the score here, and doesn't it seem like every year now? that just lose two to three games because of their place kicker?
2: Oh, it's, it's it for, for the last 20, 30 years. I remember going back a long time ago. You probably remember the night. It was a Saturday night. I remember I was at a Slipknot concert. <laughs> and uh, was it uh, was it Nate Keating? They missed against the Jets. Remember they lost to the
4: Jets on a missed field oh, goal they, in the playoffs they, yeah. years ago? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah.
2: I, was, yep. I I never forget that. I was it's, at a. This is amazing. Concert. I mean, I
4: don't know what Justin Tucker would cost. They should give both on whatever, whatever they want for Tucker. Just give him three number ones because this, this is them playoffs. Every it seems like every season they're losing two to three games because the, what? What did he miss tonight? Bags? They missed an extra point, and a forty-eight yeah. yarder or whatever it was. I know 48's long, I think but a, indoors what, what, in New Orleans, that has to be made. It was a
2: forty-eight or fifty? The, the one that hit the upright. I thought, thought might have been exactly fifty, but still, indoors, you're supposed to hit that. Let me. I'll double check. Let uh, me. Some, some. of the chat. It let us know. To, I'm was looking it for it now. They...
4: Not that it really matters. I'm just saying. I thought it was a 50 yarder I was guessing on 40. I, I know it was. I know it was late 40s. But it's got to be made. I believe it just it has 50. to be made. I mean, uh, it's indoors. Was, no fans. Yeah. There's no excuse. Boot the thing. Yeah, indoors, you got to make a 50 yarder in a dome.
2: And, and they even said, like they showed it before. They showed. They said, oh, look in warm up, he was making him for 58. I don't know if you guys saw that, but from 58, there were like curveballs. <laughs> they were sort of wobbling in. But you got to drill that. I don't know. It, it's amazing. There's certain, but George, it's like in sports, it's always like that, right? You know, like the Chargers have always had kicking problems. The, the Jets always have horrible coaches. Philadelphia Flyers have always had goaltending problems. You know what I mean? There's always that. Now they don't with Hart, but you know you know what I'm saying? Like They, they always have. There's just, it's amazing how history repeats itself. All the time, but the bottom line is uh, the Chargers cover the point spread, four and one against the spread. Now they're one and four straight up, but they covered again, so that's good. We hit the number.
4: <laughs> Listen, I guess if you have a Chargers, Herbert's the man, right? So that that's good news too. You got your quarterback. He certainly looks like it. Kid's got a rocket oh, yeah, for an arm, and he should only get better. So uh, if, if you look at bright points, you probably weren't thinking you're going very far this year, anyway. The most important thing is when you when you draft the quarterback first round. To make sure he's the man, and Herbert certainly looks like the man. And Anthony Lynn, I don't know what he was smoking that he couldn't see this, that he wanted to go back to Tyrod Taylor. Because I don't think he changed his mind. By the way, I think the organization no. told him to change his mind.
2: No, and you know it, it's amazing when when you know when they say, "Well, he's not ready." Well, he threw four touchdown passes. Tyrod Taylor, and I like Tyrod. He ain't throwing four touchdown passes for you. <laughs> like you, know what I mean, uh, like I don't know. Like, what are you, what are you doing? You trying to go seven and nine with Tyrod Taylor? Like. I don't know how these owners and GMs let the organizations be run uh, this way. I, I really don't. But, yeah, the Chargers let one get away from them. So what do you make? Uh, we only got a minute or two here before the break um, coming up, uh, or a couple of minutes, but what do, what do you make of the Bills-Titans game? We were talking with Paul Bovey earlier. He thinks there's going to be points put up on the board in this game, and he thinks uh, that Tennessee, Tennessee are going to be able to move the ball on the Bills. He doesn't like the Bills' defense. I brought up as, the, as a defense of the Bills. The Bills are giving up 25 points a game. That's 16th out of 32 teams in the NFL. The Tennessee Titans are giving up like 24.7 points a game, 15. So right there. And the Bills' offense is explosive. Uh, they're throwing for 331 passing yards a game. Josh Allen's lighting it up. They're scoring 30 points a game. Uh Bills have had like a little extended rest. The Titans haven't practiced, but I was surprised to see the Bills laying three and a half points in this game. George, who do you like in the game?
4: I, I think there's no doubt that, Bu has been a little uh, disappointing on defense. That'll get better. My, my thing is Tennessee hasn't practiced. They haven't practiced. I don't know how they're going to be able to play tomorrow at seven. It could be a very sloppy game for them. I like Buffalo tomorrow in a big way. Well, Buffalo in a big way says uh, George Kurtz, <laughs> Buffalo in a big way.
2: Uh, it's, it really is amazing. Uh, you talk about a Bills and a Titans game, that the total is actually 53 and a half points. Uh, the Bills haven't had an under yet, and like we said, they had three overs. And then depending on what your number was in that Raider game, I actually won because it was 53, and I never, I have a good hunch about always buying things down. and it ended up at 53. tricks like.
1: Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood...
4: You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Marenzi.
1: And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet 100 bucks.
4: You want to pick a team?
1: No, just take it.
2: Sports Rage late night continues. I'm Marenzi. Shout out to our radio affiliates uh, wherever you are joining us this evening. Sports Grid's uh, George Kurtz kicking it with us uh, right now on the Monday night uh, meltdown. And, of course, uh, we're kicking it on the Mightier 1090 in San Diego. And a crazy story about uh, Tommy Pham, uh, George. Uh, Tommy Pham stabbed during altercation is in good condition following uh, surgery. The incident occurred Sunday night in San Diego. Um, and I was talking with Scotty Farrell about this. And he was saying outside an establishment, uh, evidently it was uh, an adult establishment, uh, George. An adult uh, establishment. As in um, stri- strip club.
0: So it wasn't you know, Chuck said, E.
2: Cheese. No, no, exactly. Good call, exactly. I said, you know, you never hear these stories, George. That you know, all right. He got stabbed outside of a health club. He got stabbed outside of a yogurt shop. He got stabbed outside of Dunkin' Donuts in a parking lot. It's like, no, nah, it's usually in a club or a strip club, right? <laughs> like, remember the dude on the Cowboys that shot himself? Uh, Outside, or was it uh, was it was that Pacman? Oh, no, was it who's Pacman Jones? man Jones shot other people. Uh, who's Jones, the guy right? that? No, no, Akeem. Plastico did it too. Yeah, Papa, exactly. That's why I that's why I had to remember which one, George. Right, like. <laughs> well, Plastico, of course, you got to give Plastico credit. Another Michigan State Spartan, bro. Who the hell puts a gun in their in their waistband when they're wearing sweatpants? He's
4: wearing sweatpants. A sweatsuit. Yes. yes, I mean God, in New York too. He went to. Did he go to jail for it too? It was New York. You're not allowed to carry guns uh, unregistered yeah, here. Hey, brought so, uh, a gun good club. job there. But yeah, fam, I don't know if you remember. Fan gets George, uh, what, he, uh, guys were by his at car at the time. I don't know if you remember at the time.
2: Though Plasco Burrs, the New York, the NYPD thought that Plasco Burrs shot at them too. And in another incident, like they basically were convinced, like they, they had their eye on Plasco. I don't know what the hell Burrs was up to in New York City, but. He sounds like he was that, uh, you know, Takashi kid or something. It sounded like he was driving around the city shooting things. But yeah, he was outside of some incident once, and basically they knew he was there, and he might have fired, but they couldn't prove it. So they they were watching him. So then when he shot himself in a club, they loved it. Like they were all over his ass right away. <laughs> but it was Akeem Tlaib. Akeem Tlaib said he got uh, attacked outside of a strip club, and then the truth was he ended up, he shot himself in a foot by accident or something. Uh, you know, so. But anyway, so Tommy Pham, yeah. You know, and another thing is these stories never happen at 10.30 in the morning or, like, you know, one, one in the afternoon. <laughs> it's another thing, too. There's a pattern. Clubs and late at night, uh, you know, you don't have to be a professional athlete for things not to end, uh, you know, badly uh, there for you. But we hope Tommy Pham uh, is going to be okay. So um, speaking of... Um, we talked about tomorrow's uh, Buffalo Bill Tennessee Titan game. George Kurtz likes the uh, likes the uh, the Buffalo Bills. When we get into the baseball, your Dallas Cowboys escape yesterday. Giants get the cover. Cowboys get the win. And I don't really get this. I don't personally. I don't see how two and three isn't better than one three and one. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't two and three. Shouldn't the win count more than the Eagles tie? Like, I think two and three should be first well, no, place and not one, better. three and one. <sighs> two and
4: three is in first place. It's I mean, not a better winning. That was a 400 winning percentage. The Eagles would only... It's one... Yeah, the Eagles are have won one of three. They'd be 333. Cowboys would be two of five. It's 400. The the tie actually helps the them, George. Cowboys first place. I mean, yay. the but the, uh, the tie... Well, he gives them... A, the tie a, will... A, go...
2: Yeah, I know right now, so 2 and 3, winning percentage is 400. Philadelphia at 300. But it's crazy, like down down the road, like that tie might come into play for
4: them, which I always just find is stupid, right? Like, because it's not a loss. No, it means you know, easy, just, they don't have to worry about separating. It'll be easy to separate the division, right? You don't have to worry about tiebreakers. That's really all that does. And they were lucky to get the tie. You know, well, I hate stupid? the. Uh, Why do the they only move, play 10 minutes? Why do they only play 10 minutes? Just play until someone wins Because they don't, cause the players bitched about it. The players bitched about it. They didn't want to play because they're afraid, Well, we play an extra quarter, we might get more injuries. You know, that sort of thing. That's why they only played the 15, because once again, more injuries. They don't want to play forever. I, I think it's kind of silly. I don't like ties. I didn't, didn't like them in hockey all those years. Liked it when they finally got rid of it. I mean, i love the shootout, but I'd rather see a shootout than a tie. In uh, football, it's all about the injuries. The players complained. That's what it was. They oh you know that extra five minutes with more injuries, we're getting tired, then we might have to play a Thursday night game and it's just not fair, blah, 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 blah. So it's they uh, they the it. all the and time. This is why we're overtime. seeing more ties, because pretty <laughs> Well, this is why we're seeing more, right? Because in ten minutes you're pretty much getting a possession for each team, unless the first team scores a touchdown, right? That's it. You're not gonna have a third well, possession. When you had that fifteen minutes, that whole quarter, you'd had that third possession, less ties. We're seeing more ties now. Let's go. You're right.
2: We really are. Like ties used to be really, really rare now they're they they're still kind of've we had one already, but they're more possible. you see, you see because that the quarter the, the ten minutes goes by fast. you know, I don't know how you feel about the college uh overtime rule in which they just give the ball you know on the twenty five yard line to to each team. but uh, the problem is the other night Texas and Oklahoma played, George, they scored eight times, bro. It went to like eight overtime. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they just kept scoring and, scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. And it was like, holy crap, man. It was crazy because the game was staying under the number. And then suddenly, the next thing you know, it was like, wow, this game went way over the, went way over the number. So, yeah, so Dallas in first place at 2-3 with a win percentage of 400 right now. But as I stated, the tie is going to, you know, like I said, it's a weird thing uh, with, with the standings. And it actually, I think it's going to help Philadelphia somehow. <laughs> Down the road, you're going to see um, the tie. It's better than the loss. We'll just we'll just put it that way. But anyway, so Dallas, you guys lose your quarterback, but you get Andy Dalton coming in right now. I don't know if you're going to change the playbook, right? Are they going to change what they do? But I would imagine, I imagine they would. Like, Dak Prescott's better than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's a good backup, but he is better than Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's good, but he's also, he's uh, turnover prone, as you know, right? Like, he's, you know, he's turnover prone. So if you throw the ball as much with him, there's going to be problems, as you did with Dak. So I would expect that it's going to be, you know, Zeke Elliott will probably start getting the football a little bit more once again. And, of course, just, uh, you know, it works out this way that the Dallas Cowboys happen to be the Monday Night Football game next week, I believe.
4: They are. They're playing Arizona uh, in Dallas next uh, next Monday night. Uh, now, you're right. Uh, I completely agree with you. Even though Kellen Moore and McCarthy both said today the playbook won't change, it, even if Dak was healthy, it probably had to change because you need to protect this defense. You just have to protect this defense. They might get a little healthier on D. Leighton Van Der Esch might play Monday. If not, he will play against Washington the week after. Sean Lee is also close to returning, so it's getting a little healthier, but this defense needs to be kept off the field as much as possible. And how do you do that? You run with Zeke. The problem is, and I know you know this, game, Cowboys are down three offensive linemen. And those guys ain't coming back. All right? Tyron Smith's not coming back. Frederick, you know, Frederick retired. Uh, Looney, he will be back in about a month or so. And Collins isn't coming back either. They're, they're playing three rookies. Now, they've done well against the Giant team. Sure, Giants don't have a defensive line. What about teams that have a better offensive line? which maybe Arizona doesn't have. Chandler Jones might be out for the season with the torn biceps. We're waiting to hear the confirmation there. But when they play Washington in two weeks, that defensive line might eat the offensive line. And you know he completed those two big pairs to Gallup yesterday, but they were lollipops. I mean, you saw both catches. I mean, Gallup went up and made the plays. You know, he made the, he made the plays. Better defense, he'll knock those down. And also, Dalton doesn't move as like Dak does. If that is getting to him, he's going to get hit more often. Dak was turning over the ball a bunch anyway. Yep. you'll continue to see that with Dalton.
2: I'll tell you, though, you look at the Arizona Cardinals and what they do on defense. They give up 124.5 yards a game on the ground, which is 19th in the National Football League. And uh, they're a little bit better against the pass, 257 yards a game, which is 15th. And, you know, that's not bad in the modern NFL, 257. Uh, but you can run the football, giving up 124 yards a game. As I stated, I'll, you know, Zeke Elliott hasn't some hasn't been somebody. We've been riding the Dak Prescott passing yard props uh, to the bank. Uh, you know, so far this year, and I do them in game. I wait for the game to start. I'm glad I didn't pull the trigger on Dak before the game uh, yesterday uh, with this. But I think that Zeke Elliott props are going to be in order this week. I'm going to be taking a look at his rushing yard uh, props because, as you stated, they've got to protect this defense. It's you know, you really want to get into a track meet with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and these guys. Even even with you running the ball, they're still gonna score anyways, George, right? So like I wouldn't want to entice it and get into a, a shootout with Cliff Kingsbury and these guys.
4: No, but I think it's what's until the defense gets better, I think what's going to happen when Dallas runs the ball, then you're also gonna put well, be in you're gonna stop over. that run. You're gonna put in I don't know. I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it with uh, you know, with Dalton. Is he going to be the same guy as Dak? I think that's going to. They're going to have some second twelves. I think Dalton's going to get sacked. Like that not, that is not going to be Let's the not same. Let's get carried away. You know, I,
2: Dalton's going to be just fine. Dalton's know, going to be for the that offense. Football. He was. No, the thing is, like you said, he's not mobile. I don't think so. They, he's, you know what I mean. That's the the thing. I think Dalton will be fine, but Dalton, you know, Dalton. Everyone knows Andy Dalton. Dalton's going to throw for two hundred and eighty-four yards, two touchdowns. And you're going to have to pray, Kurtz, that, like, he doesn't fumble with two minutes left in a close game. Or he doesn't – like, something will happen. Like I said, Andy – you know, I've listen, I've raged about Andy Dalton a lot over the years. I think the best way of putting Andy Dalton – he's a nice kid. But I imagine when Andy Dalton was a kid, you know, like when, you know, the, your parents trust you to go get milk or whatever for the first time and you go to the store. So, I, you know, I always pictured Dalton that they went and he got the milk. He got, like, a big bottle of milk, and he got back. He's, you know, stepping right as he gets back home. He drops it on his driveway, and it smashes and spills everywhere on his driveway. And he's got to go back to the store. Like, that's Andy Dalton's career. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's like Matt Ryan. He's like all these loser quarterback guys. They're just going to sort of go down the field, look good. But as soon as they have to make a play on third or fourth down, they won't. Something will go wrong. You feel bad for them, but it is what it is. More coats on the other side.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
2: Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe
1: Morenzi. Rage all you want. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rageaholic.
2: <laughs> sports Rage late night continues. I'm Marenzi. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. Uh, George Kurtz kicking it with a Sports Grid's uh, very own. Get on the grid. Uh, you can uh, follow us at uh, sportsgrid.com um, and check out the YouTube page. You can follow me on Twitter though at Rage. And uh, you know, I got a little rage after tonight, uh, considering you know we lose that uh, we lose that Justin Herbert prop in the fashion that we did. But it comes with the territory. We also lost the Keenan Allen prop, uh, George, over six and a half receptions. You know, good start to the game for him. He had two quick catches, including a touchdown. I hit the, the touchdown prop. Uh, with him but he gets hurt and that's part of betting props you got to accept it man you know it just it is what it is you know it's funny because I did very well I do well with basketball props but unfortunately the NBA season's over one good thing about basketball props Kurtz is players don't get hurt nearly as often as they do in the NFL I've got bad luck with this I had a Drew Locke passing yard prop in a game that he got hurt against Pittsburgh I had George Kittle over 69 and a half yards in a game that he got hurt. He had 44 after, like, three catches in the first quarter. He was going to sail over. He got hurt. I had Keenan Allen got hurt. Um, Dalvin Cook got hurt. And I know you and Cam got burnt by Dalvin Cook getting hurt. That's what happens, man. These these football props, it's uh. volatile. It's what You got to bet the number, which is hard enough to beat, win the bet. Then you got to just pray the guy doesn't get hurt in the game.
4: You know, I it doesn't bother me much if a guy gets hurt early, or I never had a chance. With Dalvin I need one more touch, Cam and I, one more, maybe two more touches at most I we, we, we You know, listen, uh, I didn't bet Keenan Allen tonight. I said last night if Marshawn Lattimore was going to play, I wasn't going to touch him. But I did bet Trayvon Smith. <laughs> that didn't go well. I mean, uh, what's worse? A guy gets hurt, or a guy plays the entire game, but he's on the part of the game plan. Uh, Trey Kwan, so uh, wasn't all that thrilled about that. All right, we're starting to uh, Michael uh, Thomas returns. I assume he returns, that he'll be taking off. Suspension. Uh, I've been starting to cut out Kurtz, all his uh, rushing props, his receiving props, and the total yards because I think that's his, their only offense there. So that, that, that's all really right.
2: Uh, if we can reconnect uh, with George Kurtz, uh, <laughs> we nearly we nearly got through it like we just you know we nearly we nearly got through it today's just one of these days but i don't know like kurtz comes on every week and every week there's something else like he'll either sound like he's in a submarine something's cutting out he won't know what it is uh, i don't know what happened um <laughs> at first i thought it was just like a i don't know some weird glitch at first or something but now 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 i see that uh no no it's real I like how he's cutting out. He just keeps talking. I'm like, hey, yeah, bro, bro. All right, bro, bro. It would have been nice if someone else jumped in quicker than me. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, even flow. Even flow. Man, it's only Monday, too. Like I said, it's a damn good thing I'm on the air as much as I am. Otherwise, my liver would be so done. I'd be such like the, the drunk. <laughs> he's back. Or I don't know. I don't know, maybe maybe this job just makes you want to drink too, right? I don't know. I have to comp that, that's like a deep philosophical question right there. All right, we've reconnected with Kurtz. So are you all right now, Kurtz? Sounded like you you were cutting in and out
4: there, Kurtz. That's because you know you bring up Dalvin Cook, he cost me money here. It's been a bad weekend for me, Gabe. I mean the Yankees got eliminated. I lose Dak Prescott. I wasn't thrilled about the uh, Islander trade today. I mean, uh, it's just been a bad three days. Like George Kurtz is in Long Island too, so we got like an 80 second
2: delay here. Uh, but we appreciate Kurtz joining us uh, in the late night hours. Always an adventure, uh, Kurtz, with you electronically, buddy. I got I gotta say though, like it's always the mic has sounded pretty good tonight, but we couldn't get through. Then then it started, like I don't know, I don't know, something sounded like uh, like your power was dying or like you were fading, you were cutting in and out. But uh, all right, we, we got you, we got Kurtz back. Your power actually went more. out last
4: night. I don't know, Right, I think, right there uh, on the show, right I, during in-game live, about uh on the on the game-winning drive by Seattle, just went out, done, done. I didn't get to see did. the uh so Wilson DK Metcalf throw. Cam, Cam had to tell me like, I mean, literally my I'm in the, my den here and it, the whole thing's been dark. It's like, oh, that's great, you know. It's like uh it came back on right away, but then the internet takes about a minute before the modem boots up, so uh, it could be worse. <laughs> I don't live in a bomb shelter. I don't, I don't know. It
2: sounds like it sometimes. Just wondering, yeah. Do you do you have like a bunker? Does does Kurtz
4: do you have a bunker ready <laughs> for the end of the world? Not as far as I know. There's not even a basement here. I don't even have a basement. I got I have an attic, but no uh, no basement. So I'm I'm on the <laughs> main floor. I am. I'm not in Guam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, George Kurtz. All right. Now, so we've we've got about thirty seconds without any issues here. So that that's all good. All right. I know everyone is. Um, I want to get to the baseball, but I know everybody is dying to talk NHL hockey right now. Um, it's crazy, too, because I see Twitter. And Twitter actually is talking a lot of NHL hockey. I'm like, oh, dear God. Like, really? Uh, but, yeah, listen, the NHL is like the NBA. The offseason isn't very long, which I find very cool, actually. It's it's great stuff. You know, normally when a team wins a championship and, you know, you don't like it or whatever, you got to wait. All right, got to wait four five, six months or whatever for the start of a new season. You don't now. And we know. The NHL is going to be starting January first, so it is around the corner. But big move: the Las Vegas Golden Knights remain aggressive like they are every offseason. I don't know if they bring in the right guys. Last year it was, um, you know, it was Patriotti, and um, now it's Pet- Petroangelo. They love these Italian uh, names, evidently, huh? Uh, in Vegas, so so. But Nate Schmidt—they have to move Nate Schmidt because suddenly Vegas had cap issues. So they sign, uh, they move, they signed, they get Petrangelo, but they uh, they move Nate Schmidt to the Vancouver Canucks, and uh, Canuck fans are upset about how the Canucks are handling their salary cap issues and their decisions. What do you make of the moves, George?
4: Well, you know, I mean, you you mentioned Pierre is a great defenseman. All right, he's really really good. So it's a plus, but it's not as big a plus. As it could have been because you had to trade Schmidt, who's a pretty good defenseman in his own right. He's not Peter Angelo, but he's a good, solid defenseman here. So if I was Vegas, I think I'd have been concentrating more on a center. You know, you're up the middle. You have William Carlson, and that's really it. You know, Cody Glad, Chandler Stevenson, the young player, maybe he'll turn into something. But that's where I think their worry was. I don't think defense was their big worry. Even without Peter Angelo, Schmidt, Theodore, Martinez, McNam. I agree. Not great, but fine. You know, I think they would, could have survived there. So I worry more about Vegas up the middle.
2: And now the word is, too, they're looking. Uh, it's over for Marc-Andre Fleury there. His agent tweeting out that, you know, the the sword through his back or whatever. That wasn't good. <laughs> that wasn't good in the playoffs. It's too bad it ends like this for him there. But they re-signed Robin Leonard to a long-term deal. Word is they're looking to move uh, Marc-Andre Fleury right now. Marc-Andre Fleury makes $7 million, though, Kurt said. Is Marc-Andre Fleury still a number one goalie? I don't know. You know I, is no, it, I don't know. How Fleury's not going anywhere. I don't know how many teams. He, yeah, I don't know how many teams are going to be lining up to give him $7 million. Like, the only way is if like there were a million goalie injuries next year and some team was screwed. Maybe they'd pull a trigger on a trade, but nobody wants to pay Marc-Andre Fleury that much money. That's a lot of money, man, in a salary cap league like the NHL.
4: Vegas was willing to give him away right now. They would have, yeah, you take his salary, we'll give you a third round pick with it. That's what they offered people. No one bit. No one wanted that. Uh, now, they're going to have to keep Fleury anyway. The owner came out today and said, hey, uh, we're going to keep on the roster next season starts. Uh, now we're hearing that Leonard is having shoulder surgery. Now, it's not major shoulder surgery. It's not Tarasenko's uh, surgery. It's going to keep him out six months. They think he'll be ready before whenever next season starts, but they're not sure. So you have to keep Fleury around anyway until uh, Leonard comes back healthy. But I think you're right. When If another team gets desperate, you know, take like Tampa Bay, and they lose Vasilevsky for the year, sure, they might call a team like that. Other than that, I think it's been very tough to move. If you couldn't give him away right now, I don't see it yep. being much easier during the season.
2: Things change. You know, markets change. It was crazy. A lot of crazy stuff, though, happened in the NHL. I mean, there's bigger things going on now. You know, there's the NBA finals, uh, you know, football and everything. Uh, But, you know, Henrik Lundqvist now a Washington Capitol, that's going to be a strange sight. Especially like him being in the same divisions, him going back to MSG in a Capitals uh, jersey and uniform, that's going to be crazy. All right, Kurt, so before we get you out of here, the Atlanta Braves take game one. Close baseball game, but they get to the Dodgers bullpen late uh, tonight in this Braves team. You know, they're not intimidated by the Dodgers. They've got a potent offense. They've got good pitching. Uh, You know, over a seven-game series, we'll see if the depth of the pitching can keep up. But you know what? That's one down. They only need to win three more of the three of the six games uh, right now. So they're sending a kid to the hill tomorrow in uh, in Anderson. Clayton Kershaw going for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers are minus 170 favorites in this baseball game. Uh, Six o'clock Eastern time, a little after six, first pitch. It's earlier. It's the early game. What's your take on this game, George?
4: Man, there's a heap of pressure on Kershaw tomorrow, isn't there? I know he's pitched better of late in the playoffs. For game two, yes. But uh, it's the kid versus the future <laughs> Hall of Famer. You know, there's a lot of pressure. You don't want to go down 2-0, and Ian Anderson has been lights out so far. So uh, not only on Kershaw, the entire Dodger team has pressure. So uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. You know, I expect this to be another you know, similar tonight, six, seven runs maybe. I thought, uh, you know, Roberts maybe made a mistake tonight. Uh, it didn't hurt him when he did it. But by taking Gratterall out after only six pitches and not letting him go another inning, that forced training in there. You know, you had to go him a little earlier. Maybe you wouldn't have to go yeah, there at I all know. if you wouldn't have done that. So I thought that was interesting. Why take out Gratterall at the six pitches? The guy's very good. You know what? Because he's young too, and he's maybe he may too emotional, too pumped up. I thought that was a mistake that might have contributed to the loss. And listen, in the end, you scored one run. You're not going to win scoring one run in most games here. I think a lot of pressure on my Dodgers tomorrow. I mean, I think what you said earlier is so true. The longer this series goes, the more the advantage goes to the Dodgers because their pitching overall from 1 to 14, however many many pitches they took, is better. But their top two starters for the Braves, I mean, Freed is good. Anderson's been so good. I sort of lean Braves tomorrow.
2: Uh, you're getting a nice price with the Braves. Ian Anderson uh, on the hill, the kid, the phenom for the Braves. And, of course, uh, Ian Anderson. I was thinking, isn't that the name of the singer of Jethro Tull? Sitting on a park bench. Uh, yes, it is. Um, that is the name of the singer of Jethro Tull. So it is Dean good. Anderson goes. You're getting the Braves at uh, plus 148. Total of seven and a half in that baseball game. And uh, right now, the Tampa Bay Rays have a two nothing uh, series lead. The uh, Rays just play such great baseball, don't they? Um, as far as you know, the defense, the the timely hitting, the small ball, advancing runners. You know, double plays. You know, what a catch by Margot, like over the uh, over the wall today. Just crazy stuff. You know, they just play the game the right way. And uh, they, you know, Houston have had really bad luck though in this series. You know, ground rule double today would have been different. It went over the short part of the fence. That would have been two runs. They smoked like six baseballs right at people. Tampa are catching everything. Houston have had bad luck, but it is what it is, and. It'll be interesting to see if frustration catches up to them. So it's Yarbrough versus uh, Irquity here tomorrow. What's your take on this one?
4: Well, it's a must-win for here. So they lose, and you can turn out the lights. The party's over here. I mean, you mentioned it. I think it was well, Alex Bregman today. Ninety-five balls that hit at 98 miles exit velocity or better. He went 0 for five. I mean, listen. Some of that's on the Rays. They positioned themselves well. They did their homework. They put the batters or the uh, fielders where the batter's going to hit the ball. Tomorrow's an interesting game. Irquity, all right, good, solid pitcher. Yarborough, how long is he going to go? Four, five, six innings. They did use Fairbanks tonight. They did use Anderson tonight. Can they go back-to-back? I don't know if they can go back-to-back to fix tomorrow as well. You know, or if Cash will say, you know, we're going to save them going being up 2-1. What well, you got, Kurtz? We got Glass going game four. Give me Houston. Houston makes it 2-1. All
2: right, Houston. Minus 102. George Kurtz, thank you. Sports right back in here. Bring it Quickest 120 minutes of sports. Three-minute warning winding it down as we throw it down on the Monday night meltdown. This is Sports Ridge. I am Renzi. Thanks to George Kurtz uh, for kicking it with us on the show uh, tonight, as well as uh, Paul Bovi Check out uh, Paul Bovey over at uh, Covers.com. Covers experts, uh, to be exact. Uh, but you know what I'm talking about. And uh, George Kurtz, right here on the grid um, from the Yellow Submarine in Long Island. Always, something. God bless, uh, Kurtz. Hey, listen, the guy joins us in the middle of the night. We got to appreciate his time. Uh, but it really is amazing to me. Like, it's just sort of like you, you never know. You, you never know what's going to happen. Um, and uh, so, uh, good good stuff with Kurtz uh, though. Um, so Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. We got Tuesday night football, and you guys better enjoy it because there's no Thursday night football. It's going to be really annoying on Thursday night. Trust me. Uh, people are, like I said, the average person doesn't realize this yet. On Thursday night, you know how many people are going to be at home on Thursday night just clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking? They're going to be like, where the hell is this game? <laughs> They're going to be like, I could have swore this game was on Fox or the NFL Network. It's like, I don't know, maybe it's on, uh, um, um, you know, on Thursday night. For the record, tomorrow night it's on CBS, 7 o'clock Eastern time uh CBS just looking at Josh Allen Josh Allen's had a spectacular year so far this year MVP caliber you know Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers both playing elite football but so is uh, Josh Allen to the tune he's got a quarterback rating of 122.7 he's thrown for 1326 yards 12 touchdown passes just one interception on the year and uh, his quarterback uh, his The touchdown prop for tomorrow night, two and a half, over under two and a half touchdown passes for Josh Allen, plus 150 if you like the over. Plus 150 if you like the over. He's thrown two times this year. He threw four touchdown passes. He threw two touchdown passes in week one, and he threw four against the Dolphins, four against the Rams, and then he threw two last week uh, against the Raiders. We're going to break this game down in its entirety, 6 o'clock Eastern on Game Time Decisions on these same radio stations. Other than that, you're on your own later.